This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is the opening, uh, maybe six seconds of a trailer I saw for the first time over the weekend. Here we go. I'm someone who wakes up in a different body every day. Oh, I'm excited for this. Have you seen this? Yeah, I'm excited for this. For the moment, from the moment I heard the opening to Pink's What About Us, to the intro concept where it was like, I'm someone who wakes up in a different body every day. I was like, where do I buy tickets? How do I do this? It's based on this. Of course, I like Googled immediately. I was like, this is a YA book, 100%. A really successful YA book. It's a very successful YA book about a girl who meets this like spirit who like changes bodies. So she just hooks up with a lot of different people. But first, first she meets him as a dude. And then they have like a really good day together. And then the next day she's like, hey, 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 dude, like he hit, she hits him up. And then he's a different person or yeah. something. No, it's, I don't know. It sounds awesome. It sounds great. So it's all about like acceptance and like loving the person, not who it is. It's yeah. very like woke and like she kisses girls, she kisses boys. I think there's like a trans character. It's all about like. Okay, but like it's a, about a spirit. It's about yes. actually about aliens. This is not even the trailer that I was most excited about that I saw this holiday season. But we will talk about that trailer a little bit later in the show. You know what I saw that had this trailer, though? Speaking of who's. Yeah. All the money in the world. Did I tell you it sucked? It wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you it sucked. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. But I do want to go back to uh, every day. Because the girl in it, the main girl, was in The Nice Guys. as I, I think she was Ryan Gosling's daughter in it. But her name in the book and the movie is Rhiannon. Really? Which is like, Ugh. oh my god. Which is like, some, a someone's reference. a Fleetwood Mac fan. Like, whoever wrote the book, right? Like, open. Yeah, I love it. Is she going to be a thing? Do you think she's going to be a thing? Rising starlet and Gowry Rice wowed audiences as a precious teen in the 2016 action comedy The Nice Guys. So where has she been hiding? I've been hiding in Australia, a long way away from Hollywood and all of this madness. I don't know. They're trying to make her a thing. She's been in so many things. So they're definitely trying to make her a thing. Mm. Will Mm. she become a thing? Who knows? Mm. She's sort of, I guess she's in a Chloe Grace Moretz realm right now. It only takes one, like, uh, YA book adaption movie to go popular to be a Mm -hmm. thing, you know? But listen to what she's been in. These final hours. Wait, I don't know what that one is, actually. Here we go. Nice Guys. The Beguiled. Spider-Man Homecoming. And Every Day. Wait, was she one of the girls in The Beguiled? That's kind of cool. I didn't see The Beguiled. <gasps> she was. I guess she was one of them. She was Jane. Like, yeah. Aren't, aren't the only people Wait, in the movie? Wait, why did you see The Beguiled? What were you doing? I don't know. I... I just haven't seen it. It never it never happened, you know? Like, you know, when you're waiting to see a movie and you're very excited, and then you don't see it right when it comes out, and then life gets in the way, you know? Life gets in the way. And then by the time it comes out to rent, it's like, oh, there are all these other things to rent. You went so, to see all the money in the world in theaters, and you still didn't see The Beguiled. Yeah, true. Exactly. Okay, just saying. But wait, we just lost track. What what was the trailer you wanted to talk about? Or can oh, we not talk about it yet? Well, we're going to talk about it later in the show, but it's the Mamma Mia Here We Go Again trailer. Okay, yeah, we can't talk about that now. But we can get into the first calls. Obviously, we have a lot of comments. Hi, Weekly. Um, just calling from the UK to let you know that Ed Sheeran is not Irish. Um, 
maybe just because he's got red hair, he's got his Irish, but he's not. And I'd like wrap my brain to think of someone who is an Irish singer celeb. And the only person I can think of is Sinead O'Connor. Um, or maybe, what about the guy from the Pogues? Um, don't know about the fairy tale of New York is a big Christmas song over last year. Um, anyway, have a great Christmas. Um, good form, Bella form. Bye. Just so you know, we got somewhere between 150 and 200 calls about Ed Sheeran not being Irish. I mean, that is my greatest shame <laughs> is that I thought Ed Sheeran was Irish. That is a truly We've- great shame of mine. We've certainly done it before, and we certainly did it because he has red hair. I mean, is that does that count as being racist? No. No. You sure? It counts as being dumbasses. <laughs> well, what's new? I mean, that guilty as charged. Lock me up. I mean, I just, I just literally thought that he I just really thought that he's Irish, and I think I thought he was Irish because Galway girl. Galway too? girl. Because <laughs> of Galway girl. But doesn't Ireland hate Galway Girl? Isn't Ireland like, we hate this No, song. it went number one in Ireland. What the fuck? Are you t- it went number one. Okay. Things go number one in Ireland. And then the other person that people called about that I totally forgot about that is an iconic pop legend from Ireland is Samantha Mumba. Yeah, we got a call about her. Do we want to play Samantha Mumba. No. Someone's like, don't forget Samantha Mumba, which I is love true. Samantha Mumba. Like, that's, I'm shamed because literally Samantha Mumba is like a breakthrough artist with her one song, her one hit. Her one hit, which is one of the best hits of the early 2000s. True, truly. And, like, she's Irish, which is, like, even more unlikely, you know? Isn't that the video where she's just walking? Like, she's just walking, but she'll walk over a fence. She walks she over, She has like the a, most she's walking beautiful baritone. Have you ever heard a baritone like Samantha Mumba's? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like Tony Braxton, but well enunciated is what it is. It's like Tony Braxton, <laughs> but I can understand the words that are coming out of her mouth. You know? Truly. Truly, though, truly. And we got other Irish pop stars, too. I mean, you just said Sinead O'Connor. Someone was like, the cranberries. Like, whatever. Who cares? No one cares about the Pogues. I'm sorry. Like, I understand that, like, Irish people do. And, like, that Christmas song is important to people. But, like, no one cares about the Pogues. The moment she said the Pogues, I wanted to hang up the call. (laughs) But, you know, I get it. And we messed up. We messed up. I said Bono. What else do you freaking need? Hey, this is Sarah calling from North Dakota, the home of Josh DeHuamel. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for the shout-out. And I completely love and respect you because, of course, I do live in Fargo. Anyway, that's all. Bye. Did you know that Josh Dumel was from Fargo? Of course I did. No, I didn't know that. (laughs) No, I didn't know that. Um, But that's good to know, I guess. Is he from Fargo? Did we do any additional research on this? What, other than the the person from Fargo said he's from Fargo? Mm -hmm. I believe her of anyone. I'm waiting to get a call from someone in Bismarck, North Dakota, that's like, actually, Fargo caller, uh, Josh Damal is from South Dakota. Common misconception. I would love to get the Dakotas fighting in our in our episodes of Who's There. I would love if somebody from South Dakota listened to this podcast. If you are a listener from South Dakota and notice that the caller from North Dakota got something wrong, please call in and shame her because... Or just call in and be like, hi, I'm calling from South Dakota and North Dakota's bad and South Dakota's good. What if Fergie's from South Dakota? She's not. And that's why it didn't work out. That's She's why it didn't 100% work out. not. <laughs> She's definitely not from South Dakota. Where is she from? Guess the state. It's easy. New Jersey. California. Oh, you're right. Oh, because she had that song about L.A. that no one cared about. She had a lot of songs about a lot of things that no one cared about. <laughs> Next call. Hi, Weekly. I cannot believe you're talking about Lil Pump right now because he definitely catapulted into my life in a really weird way this week. So I have a complicated relationship to Harvard where I hang out with a lot of students, even though I'm 27, so I have no idea what goes on in their lives. 
And apparently the other week, so they built like a snowman in Harvard Yard, and it got knocked down, and they were like, why? This is shitty. Why did somebody do that? And then one of them found on his Instagram story that it was Lil Pumps. And I was like, who the fuck is Lil Pump? But he has 6 million Instagram followers. And apparently he knocked over our snowman. Um, so he has, I didn't read anything else about this, obviously. I asked my student what's the difference between Lil Pump and Lil Peep. And she looked at me like I was the stupidest person in the whole world. And she said, Lil Peep is dead. So I got no further explanation. Um, but anyway, no clue. He clearly has some sort of anger towards Harvard. But I'm pretty sure he never went here. But he came to the yard, knocked over exactly one snowman out of the many snowmen, and then put it on his Instagram story. So there you go. Uh, probably going to be doxxed by this message, but that's fine. All right. Good fun, Bellafar. Bye. <laughs> that is, there's a lot happening in this call, and I don't quite understand. It, it's like you're calling, it's like you're calling in about, like, you have, like, you have the Pentagon Papers. Like, you have, like, information. You're like, I cannot deal with this. I have information. I'm very worried about my well-being. But it's really just... I don't know the, where to start the fact that you were like, I'm 27 and I hang out with people who go to Harvard, like Harvard students. That's like one thing. I'm 27 but I don't, and I, I hang out to, with Harvard students. Whatever. And also I have students. So who are your students? What is your job? Because but, but also the that Lil Pump was like actually went to Harvard to like prove that he used to go to Harvard, I guess. Maybe he like did it as a stunt. He went back right, to he Harvard. Knocked over the, he knocked over the snowman because, as we said in the last episode, he once claimed that he went to Harvard, but no one has proof. So is the snowman proof? No. No. Proof would be, like, an academic record. <laughs> I, mean, Not, I mean, I guess I could just stumble onto the Harvard grounds and knock over a snowman if I very easily could. There are plenty but, of people who have done so. But I don't understand. Why was the snowman famous? Is that something Harvard Law students do every year? Do they build a snowman? I don't care. Hello, Mr. Police. Build a snowman. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Police. So, caller, I appreciate the call. I will never disparage someone who took time out of their lives to call us, but I feel like you gave us too much personal information, and it sort of distracted us by your point, which is, I'm not sure, but no, it seems which is like that Lil Pump, Lil, Pump Lil Pump knocked over a snowman. Went back to Harvard and knocked over a snowman, which honestly but feels like... he said that it was in his Instagram stories, so if, if, if that's sort of public in a way, then I, I, I don't know. But it's worth, it's worth noting. What, are they going to arrest him for knocking over a snowman? Like, do you think... Like, that he's going to get in trouble? Is that what your point is? I'm not sure. <laughs> the Harvard police are going to come after him? Hello, Mr. Police. Hi, I was calling in to pretty, pretty, pretty please ask Lindsay to watch The Cutting Edge because it's a very, very important movie. That's it. That's the call. We one of why did I miss one this, of several? Why did I miss this movie? Like, why did I not see? The, why have I not seen this movie? I really don't know. It seems like it's completely up your alley. Like when you watch it, you might say, "Oh, damn! I love it's gonna be your favorite movie. You're gonna buy the poster." And someone Korean. called it the Dirty Dancing of Skating. Is it that? Mm, uh, it's. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't call it the Dirty. Is it dancing the center of stage of skating? I'm not. I'm not familiar enough with center stage to. To well, say yes or no to that, but problem. I will say it's much. It's like an. It's actually a good movie, whereas Dirty Dancing is a bad movie that people like. The Cutting Edge is a good movie. I mean, as somebody who watched a double feature, a self-imposed double feature of Mother and Mamma Mia this weekend, I clearly should have been doing other things. I know that I could have been watching The Cutting Edge. You should. We got a lot of calls about people being upset that we didn't talk enough about Moira Kelly, who was also in the cut, who was the main uh, actress in The Cutting Edge. She because you in... like because you were like fawning over DB Sweeney. Yeah, but we didn't say any. Give we didn't give credit. her any lip service. 
So she deserves uh, our discussion. She was in that. She was in the West Wing. She was in your show, One Tree Hill. Didn't you like One Tree Hill? My show? No, I didn't. She was like Karen. That I didn't Karen. like that show. I'm sorry. You're con- you're confusing One Tree Hill with The Heart of Dixie, and you know it. Okay, I'm confusing One Tree Hill with a lot of bad shows <laughs> that you liked. Fair. She was with a lot of bad. She shows was in the Twin know. Peaks movie. Oh, which I haven't seen. Wait, she was the voice of Nala in The Lion King. Duh. Oh, I think that might be one of her biggest. Things. That's a yeah. big role. That's huge. Huge, That's huge. Huge. Huge role. Adult Nala too, like the significant Nala, as opposed to like the young Nala. Who who cares what the young Nala? Who was? cares about the young Nala? Who even young is Simba that? was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, wasn't it? Yeah. So who even cares who young Nala is? Do we want to know? No. What if it's like Mae Whitman or something? What if it's oh, important? I'm looking. We can find out. I have the IMDb open. I'm looking. It's probably like, what if it's it's no, it's Niketa Kalami. Has she been in anything or is she just Lion King? Uh no, she's been in stuff. She was in a movie called Women in Hats. Um, moving on. Let's move on. You guys, Rane is engaged. First of all, he's not. Wait, I'm but so- <laughs> my favorite type of call is like because no- normally you guys just correct us, which is fun. But I like when you correct the caller. Unless you know something we don't, Rane is not engaged. As a matter of public record, he's not engaged. But he did just announce that he is going to be a father and that his girlfriend, Jen Harley, is expecting a child. So she's pregnant. Um, us Weekly confirmed that on on Christmas Eve, I think, that he's going to be a daddy. So that's one thing. Also, maybe he's not talking about uh, Rane Ortiz Magro, but the way you said Rane, I no, assume he's it talking must be about Rane Ortiz Magro. Who else would he be? What other Ranes Rane. are there in our pop culture? Rane. So who is uh, Jen Harley? I don't know. What are five things? Here are five things to know about Jen Harley. She's Rane Magro's girlfriend. She's Rane Magro's <laughs> girlfriend. She's Rane Magro's girlfriend. She's Rane Magro's girlfriend. She's Rane Magro's girlfriend. Wow, you really girlfriend. did your research there's, here. There's no, There's nothing about her online. I can't find a thing. I mean, let's just use this as like a slight pivot to say, one, Jersey Shore is coming back for a reunion tour show. Mm-hmm. Two, um, he's not in it. Two, uh, Flora Bama Shore is way better than whatever Jersey Shore is going to happen. So I would skip the Jersey Shore reunion and watch Flora Bama Shore, my new favorite show. I don't want to get into Isn't it, it yet. Flora Bama? Flora yeah, Bama I call Shore. it Flora Bama Shore. That's what I call it. Do you say Alabama? No, but it's Floribama Shore because it's Alabama. Like, no, in our in our year of the Lord, two thousand and seventeen, it's Floribama Shore. My point is, okay, what about twenty eighteen? It'll still be Flor- it'll still be Floribama <laughs> Shore. Okay. My point is is that what's interesting about this call is that Ronnie is not coming back for the reunion because mm-hmm. first of all, what else is he doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it makes me think that even though he totally would come back for the reunion, because he has done other spinoff reality shows. Remember when he dated um, the friend from Kardashians? Because oh, he met yeah, her. The hawk. Yeah, he, the he met her on that like weird, like pseudo famous love show or like pseudo famous. Uh, on DH1. It's like either they do therapy yeah. or, or they like something like that. Who cares? Yeah. And what makes, what leads me to think is that. Um, Sammy was like, I will not be on the show if Ronnie is on the show. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah, I can see that. And they made the decision. Because first of all, I mean, we all are like, LOL, Ronnie. Like, but he was like terrible to her in many ways. Like, abusive. He was, I mean, he was so terrible. I mean, yeah. it was roid rage. I mean, roid yeah. rage coupled with God knows what else. But right. he was a terrible boyfriend. Terrible He's, boyfriend. He sucks. Ronnie and Sam are fighting. 
But I do want to read this one thing. So while I was trying to figure out who Jen Harley was, I ended up on romper.com. Wow. And and the best the best part of this description of her, this story is literally entitled who is Jen Harley, Jersey Jersey Shore alum Ronnie Ortiz Magro and his girlfriend share a low-key romance. There are one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs before we get to this part where it says, but as for Harley herself, her life, her life seems to be somewhat of a mystery. And then it says, at one point it says, her Instagram is private, blah, blah. Harley appears to live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and has posted a few promotional photos for events and companies. But that's it. So this article Ask the question, who is it? And has Couldn't no answer. answer. <laughs> Could not answer it. Like I know it's all SEO, whatever, but no, it's but, really but honestly, respect to the front to the f- respect to the people at romper.com for <laughs> literally not being able to answer their own question in their article. And also yes. like for getting us to click and read all the way down to the not answer, which is to who read knows? six paragraphs <laughs> before someone goes, and you know what? It's we don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Ronnie Ortiz Magro's girlfriend, Jen Harley is pregnant and expecting their first child, Us Weekly can exclusively confirm. The Jersey Shore alum, 32, tells us that the couple are having a girl and Harley is six months along. Though he jokes that every guy wants a boy, he grew up with sisters, so he's used to being around girls. While Harley is already mom to an 11-year-old son, Ortiz Magro has turned to his co-stars Nicole Snooky Polizzi, Paul Pauli D. Del Vecchio and Jenny Jow Farley for parenting advice. Next call. Speaking of engagements, big, big call. Big news. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Becca and Melrose. And we just saw that Megan Trainer and Daryl Sabara from Five Kids are engaged. So, number one question how did they meet? I just like Daryl Sabara was in Spy Kids, and that's it, right? Yes, there was nothing else. So, since when? Like, who introduced them? How did they meet? How long have they been dating? Did anyone else know yeah. that they were dating? Because we certainly did not. I We just saw this news and we were And shocked. this engagement is, like, super confusing. Shocked. Super they, confusing. According to EW, they've been dating for a little more than a year. And they posted this video on Instagram of him proposing. And, like, yeah, it's cute. But, like, what? Like, what? I'm like, also, they're both under that. the age of 25. So, and I don't that. understand how we weren't aware. I think Why are they getting married at age 24? I mean, I mean, anyway, so that's how yeah, you think. Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Yes, the dear. <laughs> The dear future husband, the future husband in the dear future husband has been revealed. It is Daryl Sabara, one of the spy kids. <laughs> Megan Trainor's one of the spy kids. Fianced. To answer your question, I'm sort of, I, I forget so many of the things that we talk about. Oh it's my like, God, it's what, unbelievable. What happened? What happened? But for as as these callers were going through the list of questions, I was like, this, 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 this. They met through a friend. The friend was Chloe Grace Moretz. They've been dating for a little over a year. Don't remember the photos of them in the Nug store. They love each other. Uh, yeah, the Nantucket's most iconic singer, Megan <laughs> Trainer. <laughs> I always forget that she was born She's on Nantucket. She's literally from Nantucket. It's like a very rare thing. And yet here we have Megan Trainer born on Nantucket. Um, and her boyfriend are engaged. They got engaged. I thought it was on Christmas, which is terrifying. It's on her birthday. Okay, fine. <laughs> it was on her birthday. I'm just saying getting engaged on Christmas, Christmas is truly extra. <laughs> Sorry. That's bad. Sorry. It's bad. Um, so they got engaged not on Christmas, on her birthday, whatever. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they released a very weird video to commemorate the the moment. Like, what do you set mean? to a Megan Trainor song? Of course, which one? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I'm not going to listen to it long enough to know what it is because I can't stand her voice. But I feel happy for her I because Daryl seems like a good guy. And also, I know we already said this, but. Chloe Grace Moretz set them up. I know. And okay. any romance Never sanctioned by Chloe Grace Moretz is a good romance. The Me Too singer only told E.T. how the two lovebirds met. Through our friend Chloe. Chloe Grace Moretz um, told me she had a really, really nice friend. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm looking for a really, really nice guy. Did you also, we even talked about this, but she's back together with Brooklyn Beckham. Oh, yeah. There are Which a lot of photos I, of them wandering we, around New York. Right? Like, they're truly in it. I don't know. I don't. Ugh. I don't buy it. But whatever. Let's. We won't get into that. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't buy it either. I don't buy it either. I don't buy it. But I won't say why. But I don't buy it. My opinion of Chloe Grace Moretz has increased from not a big fan to, you know, slightly above tolerate. Also, the quotes about Megan Trainer like leading up to this are like, "I asked every person I met since day one, find me a boyfriend," which is amazing because it means if you met Megan Trainer once, you'd be like, "Hey, nice to meet you. Find me a boyfriend." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and Chloe Grace Moretz said, "Okay." Yeah, and Chloe Grace Moretz, bless her soul. Probably the nicest thing I could ever say about Chloe Grace Moretz is that she literally was like, "You know what, Megan? I got you." Daryl mm-hmm. Trainer, another child star, Spy Kids. He's very nice. You should meet him. Daryl Tra- Daryl Trainer. Mm-hmm. Daryl Daryl Trainer. Well, he would take her name. <laughs> he would take her name absolutely. <laughs> yeah, duh. Really I mean... quick question. Really quick quiz before we move on. Yeah. Do you know where their first kiss was? At the Ugg store. At a bowling alley. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's fun. Do you think her new single will be called like "Take His Take My Name" or like "He Took My Name" or like about like like feminist like wedding culture? Like. Oh my God, "Take My Name" would be really good. God, can you imagine the terrible Megan Trainer music that we're about to get after this entire experience. Megan Trainer as like a, a a married in love person. Oof. We're in for it. Could provide a lot of popular wedding music over the next decade. Oh boy. She's like pissed that Ed Sheeran, not Irish, released that like perfect wedding song because she was like gearing up for that moment. No, because she's, I don't think she's the type to do the first dance song. I think she does like the fun song where the bride like... <sighs> Like fake hates her husband, where she's like she wags her finger at the husband. Wags. I think take my name would be Megan, really funny. That's actually a perfect way to describe Megan Trainer music, which is like wet finger wagging music. Music. It's like you listen to it and you're like, all of a sudden you're like wagging your finger and you're like, oh, I don't even do that. Like, when do I do that? <laughs> you like sassy wagging your finger and everyone's like, excuse me, what are you doing? You're like, oh my god, I thought this was like part of the song. Wag your finger. It's wag your finger music. Yes, it's true. Absolutely, and I can't wait to hear her single "Take My Name." Um, yeah. Next call. <laughs> hey, Who Weekly. It is your unofficial uh, black correspondent, aka your Who Dat correspondent. Um, so I'm on Instagram and I'm looking at the shade room as Who Dats usually do. And I see that Rihanna was at her Christmas party as well as the Jay-Z concert with an alien called Lil Mayo. Have never heard or seen this thing before, but it's literally like an alien. It has its own Instagram page. It's very creepy, but also kind of interesting. Um, and this just kind of made me think of like Lil Michaela and all those social experiment. So is Lil Mayo a social experiment? What does this mean? Help. Bye. 
Happy to help, Hudak correspondent. We love you so much. Yeah, usually um, you're helping us, but today... Today, we actually knew about Lil Mayo. Lil Mayo uh, has been around for a little bit. You're like a meme, blo- like a meme alien character. Well, we knew conf- about it. <laughs> what confused me when I saw that Rihanna picture with Lil Mayo making the rounds, I just I just instinctively assumed it was two years old because Lil Mayo, I think, peaked maybe in 2015 right, or Lil-, Lil Mayo burst on the scene. You're calling Lil or- Mayo like old meme. You're saying that Rihanna's like behind the times. Right. And so, but no, the the, the photo was recent. It's from this past uh this past Christmas, and Lil Mayo is this alien who began as a photo meme of like this like glowing alien that said A L M A O, and so that was shortened to Lil Mayo and taken from this photo of a glowing alien into this actual like practical, tangible alien doll that some, sort of looks perpetually some genius stone. who I believe has not been like revealed Identified. yet. Basically yeah. has all these social accounts featuring this, like, alien that he dresses up and, like, plays rap music and, like, d- the alien does stuff. Like, hang out and with Rihanna, which is pretty much the alien's peak, I think. So I think the if- there's, like, the official Lil Mayos and then there are the Lil Mayo copycats because this is an alien that I think anyone could buy if they had the money or the um, desire to. But the official alien hangs out with actual famous people. And like I said, hung out with more famous people a couple years ago. There's a really good article on Complex from September 2015 that will brush you up on the history of Lil Mayo. Lil Mayo is like the viral dog of the rap scene. You know, like, you know how like you see in Instagrams like those dogs that are missing their teeth or their Mm -hmm. eyeballs or their legs or whatever hanging out. So they're cuter, you know. That's they're a joke. Cute. They're that's a joke. Just FYI, but I think it's insane. Hanging how out with we, celebrities. It's insane how we treat uh, deformed animals uh, yeah. on Instagram. Anyways, like hanging out with celebrities, and everyone's like, "Oh, like cute dog." And this is like the like rap version of that, which is like this the alien, alien doll, like smoking it. a blunt. <laughs> it's always smoking a blunt, usually in a car, and there's so it's like a comical amount of smoke that's billowing out of all of the windows. Uh, what else is there to say about Lil Mayo? Literally oh, one time nothing I had, else. In October of 2015, my jack-o'-lantern was a Lil Mayo jack-o'-lantern. Why because that is was that? when I first heard of him. You were obsessed with It was with one of those Mayo. things I was telling you. I had first seen Lil Mayo on Tumblr or something, and I was letting our friend Christine know about it. And she was like, where have you been? To quote Rihanna, Lil Mayo is the funniest thing in the world. And she opened up this world for me. And it was one of those things that when I fell into this like hole of Lil Mayo stuff, I just laughed so hard that I cried. I just remember laughing so much at Lil Mayo and turning a pumpkin into a Lil Mayo uh, face. And it was my best jack-o'-lantern ever because it's only like two stoned eyes and a half a mouth. I like Lil Mayo, but I honestly prefer a Lil Mayo, the meme. (laughs) A Lil Mayo. Basically, which is just like a really funny, any photo of an alien that says a Lil Mayo on it is funny to me. It's hilarious. It's good. LMAO is funny. LMAO. Anyway, good for Rihanna. She met Lomeo. We're really happy. I'm jealous of her, to be honest. I would love to meet Lomeo. Moving. One day. On. One day. Dream big. Moving on. Here we go. Hey, Who Weekly. This is Miriam. I've been so excited for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, ever since I found out Cher is in it. But I just watched the trailer, and I need to know, who are these people? Who is playing young Pierce Brosnan and young Selm Skarsgård and young... Colin Firth and young Christine Baranski. I feel like young Meryl Streep might be of them, but I don't really know her. Who are they? Thanks. Love you. Bye. Uh, this is the moment where I 
pass the microphone to Lindsay well, and then uh, drink a coffee. Well, I think you I gave you a reason to also stand for this movie. So yeah. I know Bobby's weaknesses in terms of culture. And one of them is the best exotic Marigold Hotel and its sequel, <laughs> the best or exotic. The second best the exotic second Marigold best Hotel. Ex- which is amazing because in the spirit of the best and the second best, we have Mamma Mia, the first one, and then Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which is truly <laughs> an inspired title. I mean, how could it's you a great not? Title. We've waited 10 10 years for the new the new Mamma Mia. No one waited mm-hmm. for it. Like no one knew it was coming. That's the best part about it. It's like there's no seat like there <laughs> there's no precedent for this, you know? They just said, Oh, hey, by the way, we're making a sequel and right. everyone's like, oh, tight. <laughs> right. And and I think there's some trivia out there that Mamma Mia was like the best selling, like the biggest movie in England. It's the biggest movie in England. It's the biggest movie in UK history. Which is insane. Because yeah. again, most, have you seen Mamma Mia probable. recently? I have. No. It's not that good. It's good, but it's not that good. Mm-hmm. Like no one's a good enough singer. Maybe Amanda Seafield is like kind of a good enough singer, but like Seafried. No one's like. <laughs> is that Seafield. really? Seafield. What is Seafield? it? Seafield. It's not Seafield. It's Seafried. Seafried is like worse than Seafield. Seafield isn't a name. Okay. Well, you don't say that because someone will be like, "Hi, Wiggly. My name is Amanda Seafield." <laughs> Anyways, moving on. What I'm sa- what I'm saying to you is, I know Bobby's weaknesses, and what I'm getting at is that. The first uh, Mamma Mia was written and directed by the woman who I think adapted the book for the original musical. Well, but the second... Written by the, written by the woman who wrote the book. Right. But the second Mamma Mia is written and directed by none other than Al Parker, Bobby's best friend and idol. Oh, I love him so much. Who Old wrote... Parker is <laughs> the screenwriter of the best and the second best exotic miracle to tell. And I... Interviewed him once, and he was amazing. He is the husband of Tandy Newton, Newton. a.k.a. uh, the amazing robot in Westworld. Um, I interviewed him once, and then he offered me tickets to the premiere in new york and i was like thank you sir he and i loves, took Lindsay. he loves bobby i mean we and we went to the premiere of we the went, second and best he was like, and i was like oh thank you so much for giving me the tickets and he emailed me back and he said he was like oh come say hi after the show and i was like <gasps> Lindsay, i'm gonna meet old parker but i was too nervous to do it and then i approached him at the end and i well I talked to him and it was right. really weird. He was with his kids and Tandy wasn't there. And I went up to him and I was like, hi, Ole. And he was like, oh, are you Bobby? And it was amazing. He knew. And I just like Bobby, shook his you, hand and I ran away. Can you I was get us so t- nervous. Can you email Lindsay. him and ask for tickets to the premiere of Mamma Mia? Here we so go nervous. again. Can you ask for tickets to the premiere of Mamma Mia? Here we go again, please. Maybe. Please. If I'm feeling, if I'm not feeling crazy. Please. Oh my God. Well, I, okay. Well, the trailer to Mamma Mia, here we go again is like extraordinarily good because it does a few things, which is it reintroduces the canon of Mamma Mia, which is... <laughs> like, no one knows the dad. <laughs> no one... Well, they still don't know because they decided not yeah, to do a paternity test. Dad. It's amazing. But the, also the best part is at the end, spoiler alert, Amanda and the guy don't get married. Meryl and Pierce Brosnan get married. Yeah. Like why? I don't know. Just because like there has to be a wedding, right? Like there yeah. just has to be a wedding. So this, uh-huh. in this new movie, what's happening is I think they imply that Meryl Streep has died. Don't hold me to it. They imply it, but there's no way she's dead. I think she's dead. Because she's like, I'm raising a baby on my own, just like my mom did. Like, what do I do? And like, Meryl Streep is nowhere to be found. 
So she where would she be? Like on a she vacation? She disappeared. She disappeared off the coast of Greece. She okay, disappeared. Well, but she's dead. I'm saying she's dead. <laughs> she's not there. She's she, dead. Meryl's going to come back. She's only going to be in flashbacks. Point is, this whole new movie, thank you all, Parker, for your genius. This whole new movie is based on flashbacks of the iconic characters. So we have this opening door to new to new young people. New. Ba- like young Christine Branson, young Meryl Streep. singing ball. babe young people, right? So mm-hmm. like... These new babes, like I looked them up, the newest babe, the biggest babe, is our iconic fave, who literally will never not show up in a movie, (laughs) is Lily James. She is everywhere. She's everywhere. She's in your favorite movie of 2017. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Not mine. That's rude. It's not my favorite movie of 2017. She was she was in Disney Cinderella. She was Cinderella and didn't become a huge star. Lily James. That. She's like a won't. star. Is she's she? A huge do you star. think we can need to add her to like Never Gonna Happen? She's in, the, she's in the Austin Swift. Not gonna happen. Is she not gonna happen? I feel like she's not gonna happen. Are we, we just love like her, mm, but Lily? She's not gonna, gonna happen. happen. She could be not going to happen. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Because that could make or break her. Just kidding. But like you were saying, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is stuffed to the gills. So even if she were tremendous in it, there are too many other people to be distracted by. You don't become famous whenever you're part of like a 50-person ensemble. It's true. One, she's the star. Two, Cher literally shows up. So there's no way that Lily James is going to outshine (laughs) a cameo by Cher. Cher shows up. Cher plays the grandmother for some reason. Let's get the party started. Grandma, you weren't invited. That's the best kind of party, little girl. She shows up at the end of the trailer and you're not quite sure what time we're in, which is great. Like in time jumping movies, you're never quite sure what year it is, especially when Mm -hmm. they're all singing ABBA music. Because also (laughs) the other great thing about Mamma Mia is like, you're not quite sure why it's ABBA music that they're singing because it doesn't. Because ABBA music, because ABBA music is timeless. It's, no, truly, that's truly what, no, but like that's truly, that's truly what it is. But it's really funny when. Like when Cher shows up at the end, she's also dressed like a maniac. So you're like, I don't know what year this okay, is. Okay, but like, do they all live in an island where people only know ABBA music and recognize that it is ABBA and we love ABBA? Or is there no ABBA? ABBA doesn't exist. And this is like a musical where they're like, they're kind of just singing their feelings and it comes out as ABBA music. I think they live on an island where no music exists except the music they create. And it just so happens that the music is <laughs> ABBA music. But ABBA doesn't exist in that universe. But no, but then there's like the part where Meryl has like that band and they're dressed like ABBA and they perform like ABBA music knowingly kind of. Again, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just like a, a revisioning of the ABBA origin story. Like ABBA started as this. This is in like, this parallel this like, dimension. Can you actually email all Parker and ask this if he knows the answer to this? Because this is the big question of the Mamma Mia movie series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's let's, very absurd. I, let's go so, through. So wait, who else? Let's so Lily James young is young Meryl. Um, young Meryl is Lily James. Young Pierce Brosnan is this guy, Jeremy Irvine, who mm-hmm. I'd never heard of. War Horse. He's, he's War from Horse. War Horse. Did you watch War Horse? Did anyone watch War Horse? I liked War, War Horse. is really good. Is it? You fun sure? fact. Fun fact. War Horse is a great movie. Really? Weird. Weird. Hold on. I, need to I, get was, up I did not give. I did not give one shit about War Horse. And then I saw War Horse and I was like, oh, damn, it's good. Steven Spielberg. It's Steven. It's very like beautiful, lush landscapes. I and it's literally just, like, inspirational Steven Spielberg shit. It's good. I literally could not give one shit about Warhorse. No, ne- that's what I'm saying. Neither could I. He was also in Stonewall as the um, the white gay man who saved the queer community. Uh, the fake the fake version of Stonewall. You're kidding me. I saw yeah, that. He was the main. He was the main like hot twink in Stonewall. <gasps> even though like the one that like whitewashed. Uh, the Stonewall Riots. I think he would like to whitewash that out of his credits if he, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Then we have um, Hugh Skinner, who is young Colin Firth, who is like a British guy. He was on Fleabag. Did you ever watch the show Fleabag? No, but I know you loved Fleabag. I loved it. He played her like dirtbag boyfriend. I think a lot of people out there watch Fleabag. And he mm-hmm. also is on the English like comedy that's based on the Royals. Oh, the Windsors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, I heard that's good. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. And he's friends with Eddie Redman. Because, of course, if you're British. Yeah. Right? Did he go to Cambridge or something or Oxford? Where they all, don't they all go to, like, Oxford? I don't know. My favorite young is the young Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, tell me more about him. His filmography is very short and cracks me up because it's just allied, Mamma Mia, here we go again, and then something called The Little Stranger. So literally brand new to our world. He looks kind of like Spencer Pratt in a way. Well, they give him a fake nude beard. Oh, the creepy flesh-colored beard, like from the soup. Oh, They give him, because he's trying to be like a young, like, first of all, if you're going to do a young Stellan Skarsgård, why not just get one of the Skarsgård? Well, I guess they're not get free. Get Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Maybe get too Bill. Expensive. Maybe too expensive. Can he sing, though? Who knows? Neither could Pierce Didn't, stop, didn't stop anyone in the first Mamma Mia. <laughs> you're so Can true. Can he sing? Doesn't matter. It, it is one of those movies, Mamma Mia is so iconic, because there's not a movie musical out there that has more people, more famous people that can't sing than Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Like just, just not, not even like I think they can't. I like opinionated. It's like a fact. It's like objective. Pierce Brosnan can't sing. Mm-hmm. You know? No, he can't. But that didn't stop him. Donna, please show it. You love me, and you know it. Say I do. I will say the woman who plays young Christine Baranski, her headshot on IMDb, Jessica Keenan Wynn. This is the most musical theater headshot I've ever wow. seen in my entire my entire life. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you I saw her in the wonderful off Broadway production of Heather's. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I never saw that. It was good. Really good. And the other thing about her that's fun is she's part of a like an acting family called the Wins, like the a classic like theater family like the Barrymores. Oh, that's fun. She's like fifth generation in this like very famous, her great, her great, great grandfather is Frank Keenan, a Shakespearean and silent film actor. That's very cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So it's all, that's like several generations. I like it. I gotta say, I like this mix of young people cast because you have like genuine newcomers. You have British people that I've never heard of. You Mm -hmm. have like... I like that it's just like this range, aside from it being all like white people, it's a nice range of people that I've only kind of heard of, people who are from musicals, people who are from like the War Horse Kid, like it's a good range. Lily James. The War Horse Kid. (laughs) Lily James, maybe going to happen, probably not going to happen, but you know, we're happy to see her try. I mean, like if it didn't happen after like that Cinderella and, and and Baby Driver, I'm just like... I feel bad for her almost. Mm, that's it didn't weird. happen after. Burnt <laughs> like. <laughs> I was cheated by you, and I think you know when. Look at me now. Will I ever learn? I don't know how, but I suddenly lose control. I'm just saying all of these people are fucked because of Cher. Let's get the party started. I'm just saying she's a little forgettable. I don't know if it's quite Austin Swift not going to happen, but it might not going to happen for no. her. I mean, Lily James is a very talented person who may not happen. Austin Swift is a, you know, fill in the blank person who probably who is not going to happen. So <laughs> is that all we have today? I think so. I could talk about the Mamma Mia trailer for like a hundred years. Please promise me you'll maybe email it's Al like, Parker and get It's us like Mamma Mia, here she goes again. <laughs> I do want to email. I do want to email Old Parker and see what he says because I remember he told me that 
the studio he wanted to, he's the one who wanted to name it the second best exotic miracle hotel and the studios didn't want him to and he was like it was an actual fight he was i'm like, telling I had to you them that it was mama good. mia here we go again is a hundred percent because of all parker like you should I, email him and too. be like i can't believe this you, you did it again yeah like winky face was this you it, kissy face you're back <laughs> kissy face kissy face kissy face was this you I'm just saying, like, there's truly something in this sequel for all of us. Do you love Cher? Do you love All Parker? Do you love the second best exotic Marigold Hotel? Do you love um, Greece? Well, I'm good, because they're not food. shooting it there. They're shooting in Croatia because Greece was too expensive. Uh, Do you- okay, <laughs> we have to end. We have to end. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just imagine a very stoned me, like, looking up everything there is to know about this sequel and then, like, consuming it all and then knowing it all. Not a hard thing to imagine. <laughs> Thank you to our callers for calling in. Thank you to people who rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please keep doing it. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. We're going to do the Whomies again, their big award show. It's going to be, I think, on Monday we're going to release the Whomies. It's going to be truly legendary. You have no idea. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, is that it? Is that all we're going to say? That's it. And if you haven't seen the Mamma Mia Here We Go Again trailer, please, please watch it right after this. It. Please watch it. And I'm expecting my check from whoever made the movie. I'll get that in the mail. That was a headgum podcast. They met through a friend. The friend was Chloe Grace Moretz. They've been dating for a little over a year. Don't remember the photos of them in the Nug store. They love each other. 